0: Welcome to another episode of the Heck Yeah Comics Podcast with your hosts, David and Nick. In this episode, we take on the master race, return to Jupiter's legacy, prepare for more preacher, and run from some zombies in Hollywood. All this and more!
1: uh
0: i mean i welcome people i guess to the shit show that has so far been the heck yeah comics podcast
1: well i mean if we start off the show saying it's a shit show though they have no idea that anything's happened i'm
0: just getting everybody's expectations as low as possible as low as i can get them
1: and then we're going to surprise them with a moderately mediocre show.
0: Yeah, I'm going to say they're already pretty low if they're listening to this show. <laughs> uh, welcome, everybody, to the Heck Yeah Comics Podcast. I'm David. That's David. David. <laughs> That's Nick.
1: And we're here to talk about comic books. What are comic books, you ask? That's... They are pieces of paper okay, with drawings on them. Okay. with words on those sometimes okay put together with a couple of staples call it a day of course now there's this newfangled thing called technology that allows you to <laughs> look at it on a flat screen
0: uh but well, i, I mean like think, i don't think that's not gonna stick i don't think technology is a recently invented word
1: uh it is for this technology
0: that None of that statement makes any sense whatsoever.
1: Anyway, comic books came out this week like they do every week, Hold though on. David and I did not really deep dive into whoa, all whoa. that
0: much. We're are you're, we're jumping way ahead here. Because I want you to inform the audience what you ate for dinner.
1: I don't want to. I I, want... I don't I it's... thought you might bring this up, and I don't think it's pertinent to comic books.
0: It is relevant to the conversation.
1: I may or may not have forgotten to eat proper dinner, as uh-huh. they say in France, and had a few spoonfuls of Skippy's peanut butter with whipped cream on top. See what's, from a spoon what's weird out of the jar
0: is that I am. But um, okay, a couple things. Uh, number one, whipped cream does not come in a jar. I hope you know that. No,
1: the peanut butter came out of a jar.
0: Okay. Number two, I'm judging you for Skippy. Really, Skippy, dude whoa whoa you're judging
1: me i'm judging you now what is wrong with skippy i'm just saying it's not healthy
0: no it i'm just tastes saying it's good though i'm saying Jif is a superior option no dude
1: Jif is a superior option like like liking something that's less superior to something that's obviously more superior it's like that analogy was so oh my god technically gosh, correct i can't i think of something inferior comparing saying that Jiffy is better or Jif, or is better than Skippy's is Jiffy. like saying that you're better than me and everyone knows that's not true
0: I don't know that's the best I can do right now yeah.
1: that's like saying
0: that's like saying that Stephanie I, Brown I, I think, it's like saying that Stephanie Brown is a better Robin than Tim Drake
1: see you agree with me
0: no see I'm, I'm giving you an example yeah. of something that's inferior people saying it's better than Something that's obviously superior.
1: All right, then. Yeah, but uh, Seth Brown was the superior Robin. You, and, get, you get out. Uh, you Skippy's get out of, is the better peanut butter. Get like, out I'm of gonna this I'm going to go podcast. get a jar of Jif and a jar of Skippy's, and the two of them are going to duke it out. Ultimately, the winner is going to be me.
0: Because <laughs> you're going to have eaten two jars of peanut butter, <laughs> peanut butter. in one yeah, sitting?
1: The The whipped cream will come in for like an X-Factor kind of thing.
0: That's going to be the halftime show. I, I hope that someone
1: only listens to the part where I said, and then the whipped cream will come in for an X factor kind of thing. And <laughs> then just like, that's it.
0: That's I'm going to capture that out. And I'm going to send it to your father. Be like, this is the sort of shenanigans your son is up to. Yeah. Would he be, su-
1: would he be surprised? Would my dad,
0: would Zygmunt be surprised?
1: He probably not. He'd probably just be like figures my dad's very deadpan when it comes to me if i do anything like like he's not like i know deep down that he loves me and respects me and wants the best for me but sometimes when i say or do something he's just like all right or that's cool
0: when you're like my friend david from arizona he's like yeah yeah your imaginary friend
1: yes yes but
0: Dad, I talk about him all the time.
1: Yes, I know. It's probably started back when my brother and I would go visit him on weekends. Oh, and on. This, this, is sad. Getting, this is getting um, deep. I'm going to pull and, out my
0: notepad and pen here.
1: And um, he worked at a, a like a video rental store, like not Blockbuster. It was called um, Photo. Photographics, I want to say something like that. It's like it had like a camera, de- like a film development shop in it, and then it also had rentals. Uh-huh. Uh, and every time we would go down, my brother insisted on getting the Transformers animated movie and watching it over and over and over again, weekend after weekend. Uh huh. I-, I think he just kind of lost hope in humanity after that, after a while,
0: because of the Transformers movie.
1: I think after watching it. 100 million times Hmm. that being said how does that make you feel fun segue the transformers 30th anniversary edition comes out in september are you gonna buy it for him and me thinks my brother and i might get it and then maybe trick my dad into watching (laughs) it for old time's
0: sake (laughs) and that's when your father killed you yeah Uh, man i'm really glad that here on the heck yeah peanut butter podcast we could really delve deep into your childhood yeah, you know.
1: Yeah. Peanut butter childhood.
0: Do you do you feel better?
1: I do. I actually I do, David. I really appreciate that. I think that now I have the uh constitution to talk about <sighs> comic books. To the Batmobile.
0: Let's go. In that case, let's talk about comic books. If anybody's still listening, we salute you. <laughs> Now, uh,
1: oh, they stopped talking about peanut butter. Now, yes,
0: welcome to so... f- welcome to fifth week, everybody, where nothing comes out.
1: <laughs> the the fifth week instead of the fifth wave that movie or whatever that came out. It's the it's fifth, the fifth week.
0: week. Well, I went in and I was like expecting to be handed you know Batman number two, and they were like, "Oh, it's a fifth week." They cheated on their first month. Those bastards,
1: right? Oh yeah, that's true. Well, wait, June. We got Batman Rebirth and then Batman Number One. That's why.
0: Well, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's still like Batman Number One came out two weeks ago, technically. But since it's a fifth week, they get away with not releasing any.
1: True, fair enough. So they got a little extra week to buffer. I think we'll find a way to survive. But, but if not,
0: it wasn't all quiet on the DC front because a big book did come out to tide us over, and that is Dark Knight Three: The Master Race Number Five.
1: And personally, I thought it was dumb.
0: And actually, you are kind of alone in that opinion as I look at the internet. But why don't you go ahead, start us off, tell us why you feel that way.
1: Apparently, it's not the first time that the internet has been completely against me. All right, I I kind of started off with that. I shouldn't have been so negative up front. Um, No one's I surprised. Just, I just feel like a book that has been been so absurdly delayed and i'm kind of one of those guys where it's like if it's delayed it's delayed as long as the end product's good like what do you know what do i care like obviously i'd like to get it sooner and i'm, I'm annoyed when it doesn't come out but you know it's it is what it is um i just felt as far as the story goes like in five issues i don't want to talk and generalize where it's like oh nothing's happened in five issues um because technically we only have it's eight issues, so we have three more issues to go. Now a lot could happen in those three issues, but I'm thinking that I feel like this could have been a lot less compared to something that, um, like when you when you look at uh, like Dark Knight Returns, and I don't mean to do this like a comparison thing. Like it's pretty verbose. Like I'm not saying this book needs to be verbose, but to to be kind of in that Dark Knight family, like this book is definitely more aligned with Dark Knight Strikes S- Again. Just with better art, in a way. Um, um, I mean, like, Superman just got encased last issue. And then in this issue, they free him. And apparently, that's the transition... Oops, sorry. That's the transition they needed to, like, for him to, like... I guess, like, in the thing he was encased in, like, to us, it's just like he's, like, this, you know, petrified statue or whatever. But to him, I guess he was kind of floating out in, like, an endless black space, so, and, he, and it felt like hundreds of years had passed. So he just, like, had time to check his his constitution at the door and be like, all right, I think I know what I need to do now. So it's like, oh, so I, if that's the only reason that he was in that for five seconds, then it just seemed kind of pointless. Um, seemed like a, a, an escape route for him to come to the conclusion he should have come, come to in the first place. Like, not to say, like, you can't... like. For, for Superman, like he shouldn't have give pause and, and, and think about the great ramifications. But when like a horde of Kryptonian people just come down and are like straight up murdering people, I feel like Superman's the kind of guy that already knows where the line is drawn, you know? Um, so I just thought that was a weird line. I mean, granted, it's been months, I think, since I read issue four. So I don't remember exactly if he was feeling wishy washy about things.
0: He just, I mean he had been, yeah, encased in ice for however many years and that just was kind of implied that he had just kind of given up in yeah. general.
1: So that's so that's true. Um other things, like I like there's I guess there's cool stuff happening, but like it's not it's a Batman book, but it's not a Batman book. Like it's so much about this book is about like the greater DC universe, so it really is like it's the it's the Dark Knight universe. But it's but I, I feel like I don't care enough about this older Bruce anymore. Like he's just one part of the 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 overall picture. But like uh, I don't know. I I'm kind of spitballing here. It so, probably so, be, make more sense if I took notes. But
0: right. So I'll, I'll hop I'll hop in here and and kind of share some of my thoughts and feelings. Uh, and I don't think that you're necessarily wrong where it, there is sort of a feeling of like, ah, oh, it doesn't really seem like a lot has happened yet, which I think actually is is not true. A lot has happened. It, it just, it's just been a lot more of they hit the ground running like very early on in this book uh, where it feels like other times maybe they've taken a little bit more time to kind of get their bearings before setting off where this was just like all right here's what's happening and it's happening right now uh and i think in that respect it will all uh seem much bigger like in the grand scheme in the future when we're reviewing uh this book as a whole um like sort of to your to your point though, like I do kind of agree that the Bruce of this universe it hasn't been as interesting as he has been in the past. Uh, why that is is a little bit hard to say. Um, I mean, he's not. He's been narrating as things have gone on, uh, but he just hasn't really felt there. He's like he's he I kind of agree it's like he's been the least interesting part of this book but it's, it's yeah more, it's supposed know, to be we're getting out tour a
1: this version of miller's and, version of maybe the they, other dcu
0: maybe they just think at this point like oh well we already know him so well you know we don't need to spend extra time on him like you you know who this batman is he's fine he's there he's older but he's still batman and Carrie kelly's dressed like batgirl from the 1966 tv show
1: was the 1966 batgirl like green and purple
0: no but the costume is very like reminiscent uh no she was like she was like all purple she didn't really have the green going on
1: yeah that, that's kind of, it's kind of like a jokery look um it's just that that's kind of like a kind of like a just deal with it moment like she's going to be that color and it doesn't really make a lot of sense um but at the same time i I, i'm I'm, i I have the feeling it's being done intentional like it's not just like we think it should be this and they're like not thinking it through like no one would i think come to that conclusion it's it's being done intentional intentional i also feel like though there are some good individual panels in this book um I feel like there could have been more to the art and the fact that he, obviously, I mean, on one hand, the book is delayed because he's, he's behind on the artwork. So chances are he's not, he's, I think at this point, they're more trying to like get it out than for him to just kind of slave over every single page. Um, I, I want to say that it it hasn't been as solid as like, say First issue, which I thought was pretty solid except for like a couple blemishes. Um but again, this is it's almost like this book is about the assembling of the Dark Knight ver- Dark Knight Universe version of the Justice League. Mm-hmm. Or the reassembling, you know, and the way there was like the Dark Knight returns to the house, the Justice League returns in a way. Um you know, some characters, like Superman doesn't look any different. Aquaman is basically the same version but with a beard. Uh Flash is wearing that black suit. Um you know, and some like the more interesting side characters like, say, Lara, who I think is playing a quote-unquote important role in the book, but, like, I feel like she could be more center stage. Uh, obviously, I know in this issue they also had the little mini-comic that, you know, was about Lara. That was just, I don't even know what the heck that <laughs> was trying to do. That was pretty bad. And then you had made a comment about the last page the, um, the, with Batman and Superman.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, I, I when I read it, Uh, and I, and you know, you weren't really a big fan of the book. I actually did like it. I like this plan that they're going with. And now that I know that this isn't the slow burn, this is just them diving right into things. Uh, I kind of have a good appreciation for it, but that last panel is unintentionally hilarious. Uh, which for those who are not caught up on the book, it is Bruce in his, you know, his bat armor from the first Dark Knight story. Uh, but he's also created armor for Clark while Kryptonite rain is coming down upon the city, which would weaken him. Uh, but it has to encase Clark entirely in the top... Lead, th- I'm assuming. Yeah, I assume. And then, like, the top of the armor has a very detailed Clark face like, with no neck like, <laughs> just on a... the head. Yeah, it's like...
1: Like sucking his his like sh- his shoulders up his his like as far as you can push your head back.
0: Yeah, like yeah, it's like as if he uh, someone like hit him really hard on the top of the head and like it re- his neck retreated down into his body.
1: Like no one apparently reached out to Steel and said, "Steel, make <laughs> us your suit out of lead and for Superman." Oh,
0: Steel is so dead in this universe. Hey, we haven't seen him. There's no reason he needs to be dead. Oh, he would be dead, man. He would be so dead. Uh, it's but it's he's also like a super turtle emerging from his super shell.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's a weird drawing and for a last page like Batman looks pretty cool the Superman suit, I think. Yeah, it's maybe it's unintentional. It just looks really goofy.
0: I get like why um, they did that as a last page that is like a big moment like, "Oh shit, they're both in the cool suits and they're going to take on the Kryptonite people." But the hey,
1: this- Kandorian
0: there's still Kryptonians, come on, bro,
1: sorry, sorry, Kryptoni they're gonna take on the Kryptonians, and now it's like I mean obviously the the I think the bad guys are gonna have a little bit they're gonna come back you know a little bit stronger at least in the next issue, and then we'll have the last two issues to kind of wrap it up um, I mean, but I guess this book just feels like it doesn't didn't need to be like I almost would have preferred like Dark Knight Returns that it had been like a four issue prestige where each of the issues had been a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. Instead of just having eight issues, so, you know, padding out the story.
0: Here's here's what's going to happen in the next issue. The Kandorians are going to get the upper hand. Uh, all hope is going to seem lost. You know, Bruce will get a couple good moves in, but it's not going to be enough. And then, oh, wait, what's that coming from the sky? It's the Amazonians. And then issue seven is the Amazonians coming in to, like, help wrap things up. And then issue eight will tie up whatever loose ends there need to be. Like a reflection on the world as it is. Right, and like what? what do we do we need to come out of our hiding and be part of the world again? And then kind of thing. Kingdom Come happens and uh I would I would read that. I would uh,
1: reread Kingdom Come. Um I'm
0: still upset that I lent out my copy of Kingdom Come and I'm never gonna see that girl again.
1: Sorry, bro. Yeah. I have my copy. If you uh ever want to borrow it
0: no i'm fine
1: maybe they'll have a kingdom come sale
0: on solid. i could just re-buy after. the graphic novels not that expensive anyway uh all in all you were not too hot on this book
1: i mean i just kind of read it and it was like i There, there was definitely an energy before the book had come out where i was like you know this is you know like i'm I'm going to be optimistic about it. I'm going to get into it, and, and maybe I let the hype in my head get get to me too much. But, I mean, once the book started being being delayed, the mo- I felt like the momentum got lost. So this is something that I'm not the kind of person that tends to go back and reread or revisit things. But, uh, like, ideally, I think I, I'm probably going to keep reading issue to issue all the way through ideally like I'd come back and revisit this book in a few years or, you know, two or three years or whatever, give it some distance, let the hype completely leave my system and just kind of sit down and read it for what it is and then give it a final impression. Um, but it's just unfortunate that it's kind of ended up this way. I also didn't read the, that came out a week or two ago. That was about how Jason Todd died. So I'm not sure what happened there.
0: Yeah. I didn't read that either. This is one thing. And you know, I don't, I don't know. Maybe I think my suggestion to you might be before book eight comes out, like, or when book eight comes out, don't necessarily read it right away. Like, read all of these as one collective. True, we can do that. Uh, and like, maybe I think maybe the story will work a little bit better for you. I don't know.
1: Maybe. Yeah. I mean, obviously, it's things like this where we're getting issue to issue. The finding the balance between having it work as an individual chapter and then having it work as a complete story. It's kind of one thing when, like, you know, if, if I jumped on, like, Amazing Spider-Man and said, like, this is a 12-issue story, then, you know, the I can give you some leeway about sort of like, all right, you know, I can try, like, when you're writing it, a story with, like, a complete picture in mind, you... Can kind of you should at least get some slack as far as like maybe one issue to the other issue didn't feel like when you look at like novels like not every chapter is the same length not every mm-hmm. chapter needs to be as important but there's enough things in even the shorter chapters or whatever or the quote unquote less important chapters that do empower the story either improving on things that happened before or or setting the stage for what's coming after. And Mm -hmm. I'm not simply referring to, like, table-setting issues, chapters. um, But you have to give us some slack and be like, all right, well, if I revisit this when it's a complete story and I can read it in more or less one fell swoop, then, you know, then you can critique it fairly um, if it was just kind of like, I'm just going to jump on Spider Man, I'm going to tell this story, this story, this story. And like, you just kind of like, like your overall, like maybe you have shorter individual stories in, in the middle, but like, like say, like Dan Slott, like you're just kind of building and building to this and going to that and just kind of seeing where the threads take you. That's the kind of thing where you're really writing more serialized, and each issue kind of has to be an island into itself in the sense that like it, it it should be judged fairly as an individual issue, not just as. One piece of this larger tapestry so the book like this hold on great, let's really back up
0: just... let's just back up how'd you pronounce that word tapestry you said tapestry
1: i said tapestry
0: you definitely said tapestry tapestry let the record show tap. uh tap
1: tap 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 tapestry no
0: I get, I get what you're saying you know just not to cut off your rant here but we're going into minute five of it of um, the rant
1: really. <sighs> Yeah, that's
0: a good rant. That that was a was a pretty good rant. I'll give you that one. Um but no, I mean, you're totally entitled to your opinion on this issue and and how you feel on the story overall. I'm actually liking it more than I thought I would, to be perfectly honest. Mm-hmm. I just kind of thought like, yeah, this is a big deal. I'll I'll ride the train. Just to watch it crash and burn. Mm -hmm. Um, but I'm, I'm being pleasantly surprised, uh, through it all. So, you know, I'm optimistic going into the, the last half of the story here. All right. All right. we'll, we'll find out in six months when book six comes out and we'll be, we'll be here to wrap up the story in 2020, everybody. Uh, in the meantime, I'm going to do some talking about some Jupiter's legacy. I guess it's Jupiter's legacy two. Is the title? I don't know why it's not. Jupiter's just...
1: Legacy, Volume Two, Number One.
0: But the the cover is Jupiter's Legacy Two. I don't like that. To just be Jupiter's Legacy. Anyway, <clears throat> right? That's how I feel. Quick recap on Jupiter's Legacy for those who do not remember. Uh, this is a world of superheroes where superheroes have been around for generations now. Uh, And the younger, like the youngest generation uh, is not concerned with saving the world. They're more concerned with being famous and getting rich off of their celebrity status. Uh, Actually, there's a nice little handy recap in the beginning of this issue. I'm just going to reread that. The children of the superheroes didn't want to be like their parents. They wanted to be rich. They wanted to be famous. And they wanted to save the world in ways their parents never dared. Uh, so they staged a coup and murdered the old guard, taking over America, enforcing their ideas on a country that never wanted them. But one hero escaped, and together with her boyfriend and 8-year-old son, she set out to find all the old super criminals, uh, to ask them to come back and save us from the superheroes. So that's kind of the stage we're at. Uh, Brandon is running America. He killed his father in Volume 1. He's also being manipulated slash controlled by his uncle Walter and Chloe Hutch and Jason are the aforementioned family that were in hiding. Uh, Jason, their eight year old son was going around and being heroic still, uh, despite his parents wishes, uh, and kind of inspired his parents that like, Hey, we need to do something about the fact that the world sucks uh, so this issue is kind of just them running down the list. We get a brief look into Hunch's life through a flashback when he met his father, uh, possibly for the only time. Uh, and then uh, also like how he got his, I think it's called a power, I, I want to make sure I'm saying this right because it could sound super inappropriate if I say it wrong. Uh, where are we going here? Hold on, wait for it, people. There we go. I'm right there. Yeah, power rod. I was correct. <laughs> uh, Anyway, so then you just kind of have them, like you have one adventure of them recruiting one villain that's very exciting, and then it's just kind of them running down the list, uh, showing them, collecting some other people, and uh, cutting to Brandon and his uncle discussing Like, what's going on? This is terrible. Our plans are being compromised, blah, 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 blah. And it is all leading towards this confrontation in Dubai where there is this one supervillain who's being kept on display at this hotel. Uh, And the hotel has its own superhero. Mm -hmm. And it's leading into next issue. They will be confronting uh, this super badass superhero in order to get that supervillain which is apparently, who is apparently very key in their coup to take back America, I guess to just basically stop Brandon and Walter, uh,
1: taking back America.
0: So when I have to figure out when was the last issue of Jupiter's legacy before this, this is stuff that you would think I would do, but Googling stuff while the show's going on is kind of part of our shtick at this point.
1: That's right, Mark.
0: Uh, hold on, we're getting there We're getting there Man, hey, Image Your website is not conducive for my quick Googling And I would like to complain about that Alright, so the last issue Came out in January 2015 So That doesn't seem so bad It's been a while since it's we have been a year and
1: a half basically
0: yeah, is issue number was issue number five the last one? Yeah, it totally was.
1: Yeah, five issues and then two six issue volumes of Jupiter's Circle. Is that what it was?
0: Uh, yes.
1: Did we ever find out who Jupiter is? Like that, why it's called Jupiter's it, Legacy or jupiter's Circle? Yeah, like that's is 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 a
0: great question. I am not sure.
1: I don't think any of the characters are named Jupiter. I don't think the aliens that gave them their powers were named Jupiter or from Jupiter. So it's like, I mean, um, and I feel like the word Jupiter has not come up once in the book. So it's not even like it's being touted, you know, over like the last three or four years this book has been in publication. Like what the, like see, like what, like where the name come from? Where, where, where the name come from? where the name comes from. So it's just, uh, it's very curious.
0: I don't know. I'll have to do some research. That that's kind of a big question to do Googling on right now. I feel like it's not going to be a very, uh, fruitful search. So that'll have to come at another time. Uh, what was I saying about this book before, uh, before you interrupt, you like blew my mind with that question. Oh uh, yeah. So we had like a year and a half delay, uh which was disappointing the story we got in Jupiter's Circle in the meantime was was good but i th- was way more invested in this story and there's probably stuff in that well there is definitely stuff in that now like knowing those characters the opening of this book and Hutch's flashback probably had a little more weight to it because we see some of those old guard characters that were explored so heavily mhm um i would say knowing that we're going to get you know the issues on a regular basis until this is done it's probably going to be what another five issues uh yeah I, I would say it's worth the wait because i love frank quietly's art so much but holy crap a year and a half is a long time to wait for the second half of the story uh i can't believe it was january holy crap um, i've lived
1: a lot of life since then
0: yeah, things have really changed. Do I still care? I still care. Uh this this is actually off to a good store, like good start in the second half. It was a very exciting issue. I really like the way that it ended. Uh it was really cool setting up for a, a what's probably going to be a very exciting next issue. Uh which we kind of saw parts of already in the previews for this book as they were coming up. Um there's parts of me that was reminded of Super Criminals, which is another Millar property. And I didn't love Super Criminals. Super Crooks? Super Crooks, that's what it was called. Uh, I didn't love Super Crooks. Uh, so, like, I don't know why this reminded me of that. I think the whole, like, we're recruiting a bunch of super villains like felt very much like that, uh, but they're not going off to Europe to do a stupid heist. Um, and... Yeah, I I don't know what my thought process was on that. I think it just like kind of like took me out of things for a second. I was like disappointed like mentally because I'm making these weird connections. Uh but overall, like good good issue Frank Quitely's art. It's I it really did need the time that they gave him. Uh it is just it it feels very crisp and very polished in not at all rushed which is hard to say because past issues with him already took like three to four months longer than they should have but this like you can really feel like he took all the time that he needed to make things look how they should Mm -hmm. uh and it's it's to their benefit as it were
1: fair enough yeah Yeah, I feel like the theme of this episode is comic books that take too long to come out.
0: Yeah, we are we are really hitting some books with heavy delays. Uh, But hey, sometimes you know that's what that's what you need, guys. You just need a little bit more time. All right, these these aren't robots; they're people. All right, so you're sitting there. You're sitting there. All right, with your like with your give it give it to me now app driven culture. Being like, I want to hit a button and have this shit fed to me immediately. And like Frank Whiteley is like, dude, you're going to have to wait in line. Take a number. The sandwich isn't going to make itself. I don't know where I'm going with this analogy, but you all suck.
1: But thanks for reminding me that I need to download the latest issue of Tokyo Ghost.
0: Yeah, bro. Get on that Tokyo Ghost. Tokyo Roast. That has nothing to do with my rant there. But he said something
1: about being connected because the whole theme of Tokyo ghost is that we're all connected. Is, it's also like that you need to technology. Un-
0: we all need to unplug. So unplug from this podcast people and go live your life.
1: Yeah. After you finish the whole podcast though. So.
0: Right. After you finish this episode and every other episode we produce ever, uh, hashtag 10 more years of heck. Yeah. <laughs> That's get your friends to use that on the Twitter.
1: Yeah. Ten more years? of heck yeah!
0: It rolls. Mo right heck yeah. No problems. Nope. We're not using that one. Okay. I was, uh, I was seeing let's if you had see. any other suggestions for hashtags before moving on.
1: Hashtag. Heck. Hashtag yeah. Hashtag.
0: How about hashtag? Spiderman and his amazing friends. Which brings us to the news.
1: Of which there is not a lot.
0: Yeah, we're we're heading towards San Diego Comic Con, which will have lots of big and exciting news uh, coming from it. But that just means that right now for us, uh, us in the comic podcast and reporting world, we're getting short shifted.
1: you're but there's still um, st- stuff
0: coming, still stuff happening.
1: Yeah. So first up is AMC renews Preacher for season two. Which is great, uh, if, obviously, if you're a fan of The Preacher Show. Um, I've yet only seen the first episode thus far, um, and I, I did have the intention of watching the rest of the series, but not having AMC kind of put a kibosh on that. So's, I guess, to figure out a way to watch it that's legal. And, um, but yeah, so it's definitely a show that's on my, higher up on my to watch list. Um, I don't want to get too far behind, then at some point I will stop caring. Um, (laughs) but I mean, you know, I I know that like, they there was all like, oh, it got like a, uh, modest ratings. And it's like, well, when you debut in the middle between, between a football game and Game of Thrones, you're gonna fail. Right. So not fail but i mean like you're just not going to get like sky high ratings i feel like if those two sh- two things weren't in the running then like preacher probably would have done even better and i imagine amc the people in charge are probably smart enough to know when they're putting it in between sunday night football and i think it was football um and um Sports. actually no kind was of been that football. Football. Yeah, it was football yeah what, or something was going on what the, the, year day, is it? The, the same day that it was that it aired but it wasn't football cuz that yeah. ended in, like, February.
0: Guys, we read comics. We don't follow <laughs> sports. Some kind I of... I believe oh, it... it was,
1: like, a basketball final or something. I don't know. Um, either way, it uh, got modest uh, ratings, but I guess it's gotten enough that AMC's still happy with it and has renewed it for season two.
0: I mean, yeah, definitely uh, good for the show that, despite the the sort of hardcomings of, a, of its premiere, uh, that it was still able to pull out you know decent ratings and and not too uh, long after premiering uh, get a guarantee of a second season so I think this is probably something where like they recognize that the cult status of it is sort of starting already Mm -hmm. Uh, and that like this is going to be worth like if if it can get into a second season that it might be able to pick up a bit more traction
1: Definitely, definitely. So, good for Preacher. Uh gotta keep reading that series though. I read the, reread those first six issues and I definitely was engaged, but you know how it goes. Um
0: You only got student. six issues in?
1: Well, when I I reread the first six issues. When I was originally reading it, I was picking it up from the li- like they had the volumes at the library, and I wanna say I got maybe three or four volumes in. Mm-hmm. You know, and I I think I moved, so I stopped going to that library, and then I just haven't uh you know just have just just kind of fell by the wayside, but it's definitely a series I'd like to say I've read the entire thing of to have a clear picture of what it was all about um I think it's easy to read like the first you know two or three volumes and like be in the throes of the story, which obviously can be very controversial and and all that, but I feel like once you have like once you've read the whole thing, you can be like, okay, so that's what you know. You know, just because characters are saying and doing and acting one way in the beginning, like you don't know how it's going to wrap up and kind of be the sort of the, the the cherry on top or the point. I don't know. Words aren't my strong suit today, which sucks when you're on a podcast. Yeah, um,
0: which is great because you've just been like spouting off random nonsense left and right. Yeah, I don't really have a desire to revisit the story, unfortunately. Um, I mean, I. Yeah, I kind of got to a point in the comic where I was like, eh, "I'm, I'm good. I, I'm done. Like, I don't really feel like I need to figure out what happens next." Uh, mm-hmm. and you know, my life has gone on pretty much just fine without knowing how Cassidy became a vampire. So,
1: oh, you never got that far.
0: That's as far as I got was the Cassidy getting turned into a vampire storyline. And like
1: just up to it, or you read it?
0: I read the first couple of issues. and I'm like, I literally have no interest in this, and Fair enough. moved on. And I guess I, I mean, I guess I could have skipped to just after that storyline and kept reading, but Preacher's kind of a mean-spirited series. It
1: it is mean, yeah. So I, would, I would agree.
0: Yeah, it was just difficult for me, I guess, to like, I'm not, you know. Not engaged in what's going on currently And I'm not super into The tone of it overall So what's the point I mean I do want to watch the TV show But I could have I still haven't haven't finished the pilot
1: Oh that's true you haven't
0: Yeah Yeah. Anyway Marvel has decided To give us a whole bunch of teasers For their next upcoming Post-Civil War World I don't know Anyway, they're calling themselves Marvel now, and Again. Um, yeah, that's nothing new and they're doing this whole divided we campaign, which we see a bunch of heroes and some villains kind of teamed no, not teamed up together they're strange on one half of the picture at the top there's one character on the bottom, there is another, and they're kind of breaking apart and et cetera, et cetera. Nick, what are the what what are the interesting highlights of these previews?
1: Um, I mean, obviously, uh, in some respects, like a lot of the characters look like how they they have been looking in the past um, half a year that all new, all different's been going on or so. Um, in other cases, you get a look at like say the, how Thor's looking right now, who we haven't seen him in any comics since Secret Wars. Um, so on uh, for some of them it's just like okay we know th- for Marvel they they put the characters on there cuz they're going to have some kind of relevance for some characters like say solo and slapstick who are relevant to the Deadpool and the Mercs with Money book which I think Marvel is kind of doubling down on at this point um it's a you know you can say like they may not be a big deal as individual characters but um pointing towards a, a bigger emphasis on the Mercs for Money you know, going into the post-Civil War landscape. Mm-hmm. Um, overall, though, I mean, it's just to get people talking. Marvel d- wouldn't do it if it didn't work and people end up talking. This puzzle aspect is actually pretty interesting. I figured someone would have solved it by now. Maybe I just haven't been looking in the right places, but I haven't seen anyone having solved the entire thing. Uh, I realize it's probably not super easy to do so. Uh, give it a day um so i mean like again it's it's a way for marvel to tease to help people speculate and engage them so in that case it's working
0: yeah i guess in the uh in the puzzle teaser people have found or cable dr strange kate bishop and others
1: others
0: yep uh yeah isn't mosaic the inhuman with the whole precog ability no, no that's
1: Ulysses that's part right. of Civil War 2 Mosaic is I guess that got announced in the last week too so Mosaic is a new inhuman character who's not dead man but for the sake of simplicity is similar to dead man in the sense that he like possesses people and like becomes them but like mm-hmm. I guess it's, it's like he's dead man but I'm not sure the extent of dead man like if he just controls people or he gets to control like gets gains insight into certain aspects of them uh, I think this is kind of like if Dead Man had Rogues' powers is the way that I, I'm understanding it correctly. Um,
0: yeah, what what what's going on with Dead Man? I guess he was in the Constantine book. He was in time. like
1: Justice League Dark and all that. I just think he's a character that has a hard time kind of sticking with it. I don't know.
0: Right. I guess it's hard to be like, and here's a Dead Man ongoing. Like he's a really great supporting character, and I always really like him in events, but. Mm -hmm. yeah i don't know if i'd read the many adventures of dead man possessing various people and this was like a comedy book oh man i could totally get into that
1: that's true that'd be pretty cool but other than that um oh gosh what else is going on uh oh the walking dead opens a permanent attraction at universal studios
0: yeah did so do you know anything uh, about this one
1: I don't. Fill
0: me in. Alright, so they have uh, set up basically a a new I don't know if it's a ride or an experience. I don't uh, fully understand what you're going to be doing in this, but uh, it is a Walking Dead um, attraction in which uh, as you go through the various parts of it uh, you will be can't use the word attacked but chased you will be chased by zombies and these aren't like animatronic like guys that only move you know a couple of feet like oh god it's gonna get me but it's on a track i'm fine like these are people in costumes and makeup they're going to be chasing you around uh and a, i guess they just opened up the uh the doors recently for uh for people to kind of check out and it'll be opening to the public on july 4th Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Would you... Is this something that you would do? Get get chased around by people?
1: Um, I mean, I've heard of things like the zombie 5K or something where you're either a zombie or a person. And I think that stuff sounds kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I have yet to actually get down to Florida and experience Universal Studios This or is, uh, this is Universal Disney.
0: Studios Hollywood. So this is in California.
1: Oh, I haven't even made it out to California yet. So... Yeah, I'm screwed.
0: Have you never been to California?
1: I have never been to California.
0: Mm. Yeah, you're not missing a whole lot. Uh, I like, figured as much. Yeah, this is like a—it's a really cool idea. If I know for a fact they can't touch me, because like this is the, one of those things where you know, like, oh yeah, like it's just a guy in a costume, no big deal. But when like stuff's happening, you're gonna be like, oh my god, that zombie's gonna eat my face. Like
1: I've been—I mean, this was obviously when I was like. 13 years younger 13 14 years younger um but like, i've been to like kind of like the haunted house things and when you're in a certain environment even like like when you know that like you're safe mm-hmm. like that, that, that if done right like you can get sucked in the same i mean like you're sitting in a in a in your the comfort of a movie theater your living room and you're watching a horror movie and like you, you're like the part of brain that like it, like you suspend your disbelief like and, and become part of it. it's good like you get engaged with it and you feel the fear and, and the trepidation and all that so there's no reason why this couldn't work
0: yeah yeah it's I guess it, uh, it's all into the ambiance of it where how real is it going to feel while you're in the middle of that situation uh, like what's the point of it are you just going from room to room out running the various zombies? that's how it's pronounced the right Zambini's The Zambinis, the the great Zambis, the great Zambinos, (laughs) the great Zambinos. Exactly. That's very cool. Uh, I don't remember the last time I was at Universal Studios Hollywood, but if I'm ever out there again, I'll probably pretend I'm going to do it and, you know, maybe make an excuse as to not (laughs) just kidding. I'd probably give it a try. Why not? Right. Well, that actually is kind of all the news that we have. But this is actually, uh, there's something I wanted to bring up that I want to get your opinion on this, Nick. Uh, so somebody took a picture at a comic shop uh, today that it was a sign. It it has like a, you know, the big red stop sign on it. It says, take an informative card, pull box holder only beyond this point. No children under 13. If you want to browse, you may do so online. At store.ebay.com/comic-outlaws. So this is a place in Phoenix where you are not allowed to go in unless you have uh, a a pull box that you pay for. Mm-hmm. Uh, so and no one under thirteen at any point. Uh, and the guy who posted it also like contacted the owner. Uh, I'm trying to get the comments on Facebook to load here so I can read you exactly what his justification was because I think it's very interesting. All right, what the guy said was, uh, you also have to understand that here in the Valley, there are 30 plus comic slash game shops. Every one of them has their own niche. I wanted to brand myself as something other than a comic shop, a high-end collectible slash comic shop. I want to do something that's edgy, trendy, and pretty much downright cool. You know those metal trading cards artists print their stuff on? Well, we ordered some of those and are making club cards, and we're going to hand them out for all of our pull box holders, complete with lanyards and everything. It will be like walking into a con each time you come into our shop. We will offer insane discounts in regards to pricing and awesome monthly giveaways. Uh, we will also have con variant uh, variants of books shipped or slipped in from all the shows we do free of charge. What, is your, what do you think about all that information. Um interesting. Uh
1: so basically so to kind of boil it down, it's a store that only sells to basically its members. Mhm. So yeah. almost kind of like a Costco or a Sam's Club or whatever for comics.
0: Yeah, you have to um, you have to pay to get into it.
1: And but because of the the membership, like they get discounts and all that other stuff it's like the amazon prime with the comics i think the, the costco for comics is probably an apt idea as far i mean i guess why not i mean people are willing to pay and you're getting kind of well, not like a personalized experience but a catered experience so are, to speak
0: are people uh are people going to be willing to say or willing to pay um like, How much was it? it, it it's like a, it's a, it's a few bucks, I think, a month. But still, uh, if you, I mean, like if, if you were if you're like, hey, I really want to just try to find this one issue. Oh well, they don't have it. Well, you know, I, like like or you can't even find out if they have it or not. You know, you're gonna have to you'd have to pay to get into there. Like, you're just gonna want to go somewhere else. I feel like this is gonna be alienating people from ever trying to want to get into your store because if you just want to go in and see hey is this the kind of shop that i want to shop at you can't you have to become a a pull box holder you have to go online and see if this is going to be the store that you want to go to like i'm not sure that the incentives are going to be enough to to have a big enough base to keep people there
1: well, I think I mean what they probably could benefit from is doing kind of like a tour, like one like a once a month tour or twice a month or whatever the case may be. Um, so that at least people go in and know. But even then I think the curiosity is, you know, kills the cat kind of thing. Um, I think if it's only gonna cost you, you know, I could afford say ten bucks to for, you know, for the first month to go in and, and look around and see what's what uh, and if I like what I see and I want to keep going with it, then, you know, at the end of the day, it was just 10 bucks. Obviously I realize that sometimes 10 bucks is a make it or break it deal. Um, but I mean, it just, I mean, I think we're going to have to wait until we get some reviews of the place. How, how, is it not open yet or? Uh,
0: I think it is open. I don't know how long it's been opened. Okay. Um, so um, yeah, I'm looking at their, I went, yeah, I went on to their basically their ebay store take a look at their selection i mean yeah they you know they're going to have a lot of like it's, they're trying to be you know a super high and collectible if you want to go try to find uh you know x-men number 50 like this is the place they want you to look for it you know it doesn't mm-hmm. seem like the kind of place where they want you to be picking up your weekly stuff i don't know i'm i don't think it's going to last very long
1: yeah, it might not, but it could be a, a cool experience in the interim. You know, you know?
0: Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, my favorite comment on the thread, though, was, uh, I can already hear the karate store preparing to take it over, which is a very <laughs> common thing to happen to Phoenix and comic shops.
1: Uh, the, for a karate dojo to... To
0: take it over, because it's like once all the comics are out, it's a, it's a big empty space. Perfect for perfect, karate. perfect for people hitting each other and foam mats and such. Hmm. <laughs> well, Nick, do you, do you have any thoughts you want to bring to the table before we wind things down?
1: Uh, no, I think I'm
0: good. Well, then what good are you? Not a whole lot, to be honest. Well, this comes the time of the night where we have to ask ourselves one very important question.
1: You boys aren't nerds, are you?
0: Nick, do you have any recommendations to share?
1: Um, I've been really busy since the last show. Uh, I went to Brooklyn for the weekend. That was cool. Uh, and then I had some family visiting the last couple of days. So not really. I did watch the first couple episodes of the show Veep uh, from uh, HBO. That I thought was uh, awkwardly no. entertaining.
0: No, you've already recommended Bombers.
1: So, i I didn't I'm just saying stuff that I've done, okay. so I'm just saying that I did watch the first couple episodes and I kind of liked it and just you know, um, but no, I did not particularly read any comics that I can think of. So, have it it, David?
0: See, this is the unfortunate part, where normally I give you shit, and then I come in with my own recommendation. But I am finishing up Fables, which has taken up all of my comic reading time to get through the last, uh, like, seven volumes that I've got. And I'm pretty sure I've already recommended Fables, and I don't like recommending something I've already recommended, unlike somebody else on this show. I don't know what I'm talking about. Look, man. I don't know what you're talking about. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Alright, don't even, don't even pretend, don't, don't have that attitude.
1: Oh, okay.
0: So, unfortunately I was going to read a couple of different things that I was hoping to be able to recommend, um, but I did not get the time to do so, so I gotta, I gotta be super lame, and also not recommend anything this week.
1: Well, this has just been a sad show. If anything, we should call us the Sad Show episode.
0: The Sad Show episode.
1: The Sad Show.
0: I mean, it hasn't been that sad. I've still, it's I've still had a been, good time being here.
1: It's been, it's been sad enough. Sad enough to be called the Sad Show.
0: I'm not gonna. I'm, we're not gonna change this to the, the Heck Yeah Sad Show podcast. Heck Heck yeah, a, I'm sad. Heck yeah, I'm sad. Oh wow, that's it that's an adventures in depression podcast if I've ever heard one before.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know what else to say. Well thanks, Nick. I'll just continue carrying this episode upon my shoulders. Thanks,
1: man. I was feeling kind of stressed, so Oh, that's that was really nice of you. Thank well, you. Thank you, you. Know,
0: it's it's been a lighter week for us, but hey, we still we still came out swinging, did our best. And we want to thank all of you for listening. Uh, so as always, you can head on over to heckyeahcomics.com to find more information about the show. Or you can send us an email with things that you think we missed this week to heckyeahcomics@gmail.com, at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at heckyeahcomics. You can follow me on Twitter at Davluz. That is D-A-V-L-U-Z. You can find Nick... Uh, Just being real sad. Just so very sad. Yeah. Yeah. And as always, you can catch the show next week. If you enjoyed the show, then please tell your friends. And if you hated it, then please tell your enemies. Until next time, goodbye.
1: Ever.